Hey everyone, thanks for listening in on today's episode of As Yourself, a podcast where we give people who have stories a platform to share them so that you can feel encouraged and empowered to take whatever next step God is calling you to. And welcome back to As Yourself. I'm your host, Lacey Abercrombie. And on today's show, we have our guest, Reagan Frizzell. What's up? And (laughs) I don't want to be dramatic, but Reagan Frizzell is one of the... Please. Literally the best people I've ever met in my life. She... I wish everybody listening could be sitting at this table with us so you could experience Reagan Frizzell. She's wearing this, like, bright pink jacket. She's just so full of life. 24-7. I've had it for... 15 years you have something in your teeth oh, <laughs> that's, so that's so great i love Nobody that knows my teeth are just like a chasm to catch all all, all peppers all peppers and everything <laughs> so um reagan we're really glad you're here um okay she's she's for those of you who can't see her right now which is everyone i just she's gargled that pepper mouth. out it's disgusting i ate a burrito from okay roses. we're gonna start are you sponsored by t- roses <laughs> I'm no. sponsored by Roses. Is that illegal? Bean burritos. Let's go. <laughs> okay. On every show, we start off with fire rounds questions. And I'm going to ask love you it. nine questions that are just going to be, you have to answer so fast. It's it's fast. Bing, 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 oh, bing, 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 bing. You got to answer. Okay. You have no time to think. It's just the first thing that comes to your head when I ask this question. Oh, I have not shown you these questions. You don't mm-hmm. know what they are, but it's going to be fun. Don't prank me. It's the biggest <laughs> party. Hold Okay. First question. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm so ready are for this. Are you sure you're I'm ready? Okay, fire rounds begin. Okay. In three, two, two, one. One. You can only eat one fast food meal for the rest of your life breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What is it? Taco Bueno. What's the meal? A meal? I mean, number two enchiladas, I guess. <laughs> what are you drinking? Just a sweet tea, extra, extra sweetness. <laughs> okay, number two, dream city to live in. Go. Um,. You don't have time. I don't have time. time. Oh my gosh! I guess the Los Angeles Disneyland. (laughs) Your dream city you live in is Disneyland. That fits you so much better than anyone could ever know. Okay. Okay. If you could have dinner with one celebrity, alive or dead, who would it be? Jim Carrey. Favorite movie. Um, it's a toss between, I don't know, favorite movie, favorite movie. I mean, just Grease 2. I mean, that's a Grease? Not even Grease 1? No. Oh, that's No, disgusting. Michelle Pfeiffer. No, she's so rad with her leather jacket and her leather pants. And she's like, you are, Sandy. Cool okay. Thank you for that. <laughs> Starbucks order. Um, I, it take, cause I'm a seven. It takes me 16 years to order anything. So a caramel latte. Caramel latte. That's disgusting. With almond um, milk. <laughs> with almond milk. Thank goodness. Don't want to have the poops later. <laughs> okay, ready? This one's going to be your favorite question that I asked. What song would you sing at karaoke? Oh. I don't know. Karaoke. Oh, two, my gosh. Um, one. Probably a worship song because I would secretly want to be a worship leader. So um, <laughs> just like um, Bethel's No More Fear or whatever that song is. Bethel. Mm-hmm. You know, no More Fear. Fear's a liar. Fear is a liar. Remember that song? That, that guy's like, no more fear. I've <laughs> never heard that one, but I believe you. And that's hilarious. That, that would you sing. You would take that opportunity to be like, I'm going to lead us in worship. Everybody yes. like, I'm leaving. People, yes. are, people are, come to karaoke to get drunk and sing. Yes. You come to karaoke to lead worship. Yes. And that is why you're on my podcast. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> that's so funny. Who's your favorite boy band? 
Oh gosh, I'll just go back to NSYNC. If you could Justin join Timberlake. one current or past music group, who would it be? Um, past music group, like not a rock group, current I, or past any current, group. It can be rock or past. It can be anything. Oh, you know, I like Ben Rector. So if I, yeah, that would be you cool. You would fit in so well in Ben Rector's band. Okay. Let's you would go. be playing the triangle and Let's you would be email so him. Good. I'm emailing him now. You know, I've met him twice. <laughs> I know you're such a brat. I'm going <laughs> to, so, I have bragging rights like, because, oh my gosh, ben I was Rector, a total roadie. No. Yeah. <laughs> Ben Rector, he talked to me from on stage, and I'm that's my claim to fame. So, okay, oh gosh, and then last question, number nine: one song that never gets old. Never gets quick, old. Quick, 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 quick. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. You have to answer. Okay, one song that never gets old is. <laughs> These are hard. Mm. What would be yours? Probably the heart will go on by Celine Dion. Oh my gosh! Yes, totes me. Okay. Titanic. That's the one you. I didn't want feel to like choose. she should have let him go off that. I feel door. like there's room. There's so much room, and she should have moved over, but she didn't. But she was too cold. I don't know. Hmm. That movie I did, I cried at it, and I thought I'll one day marry Leonardo DiCaprio. But it hasn't here happened. I am. <laughs> here you are. I did. So speaking of marriage, Reagan, that leads us right into what we were going to talk about. Uh, Tell us about you. Tell us about your okay. husband, your kids, yeah. what you oh, do. I love them. Let's just take a couple minutes and just give okay. us a little quick, who is Reagan Frizzell? So um, my husband is campus pastor at Hope Fellowship West Campus. Ooh, church He's just out. a pastor. He, like, he is a shepherd of men. He loves the pastor. So we've been in ministry going on 19 years. My Lord. Yeah. Started out in student ministry. Was in it for like almost 15, 14, something like that. And loved it. And um, and now I'm the SU site director here at Hope Fellowship, so I oversee our school, our university. Okay, so you're basically a principal. I'm basically a principal slash coach. I always say she's a principal because I think that's so much yes. funnier than coach, but coach is yeah. way more you. Yeah. I get it. I get it. So you have kids, <laughs> Reagan? I do. I've three, this. I already oh, know. No, I, I have love three your kids. kids. So I have three kids. Jackson is 15. Jada is nine. And Ivy is almost four. She'll be four and in I, December. I just don't understand Jackson, Jada, Ivy. It's like Jackson, Jada, Jivy. Yes. Is what she should have named. I know. And I wish I should. I should have done that because Jay's. Like I totally it's, broke it up. You totally ruined it. I love Mercedes. I love the word Mercedes. I wanted my name to be Mercedes instead of Reagan because I was, it was Mercedes like Ronald Reagan. so much more. Ronald Reagan was president when I was little, and everybody called me Ronnie. Oh my gosh, that's cute! And so I wanted people. How I come you never called? Tell me you called people called you Ronnie. I'm calling you that from now. Don't you? Board. That's Ronald so cute. and Ronnie. I know. Oh my gosh, that's cute, Ronnie. <gasps> so, but we went with Ivy. Okay. Jada, Jackson, and Ivy. Jackson mm-hmm. is 15. Yeah, he's 15. Jada is preteen. I mean, he is he teenager, is, actually. Her he kids is, are so cute. Oh, oh I just want to throw up a pic of them right now, but no one's watching us. Jada's so wild. People <laughs> can't see them. But they're really cute. And Jada's Jada, wild. She's fun. She's, she's funny. She's sass, and she's fun, yeah. and she's funny. She keeps me on my toes, and she's... And yeah. Ivy is a... Ivy's laid back, but she has she has moments of energy, and she's hilarious. Yeah, she's fun. She's my friend for sure. Okay, yeah. awesome, Regan. Well, I'm glad to know you. I'm I know more know about you. you, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stop there because I don't want them to get jealous of our okay. friendship. They're <laughs> no. listening and they're like, I'm jealous that I'm not friends with Ronnie. I'm like, exactly. I get it. Oh. So uh, the reason I brought Regan on 
So Reagan and I first had our, our first coffee date. It wasn't coffee. We had chicken fingers. No, it was coffee we had, chick- we had fried chicken. Fingers. It was good. Reagan too. didn't even eat them all, and she needed her bread. But anyways. I was <laughs> captivated by your story. Okay. so then, I was. I was you know like, what? oh, my God, I'll this girl. That. She's amazing. So we had coffee. So Reagan came on staff um, a little bit after I came mm-hmm. on staff here at Hope. And uh, I always knew her because she's just so fun and full of life. And every time I saw her, I was like, oh, gosh, I would kill to be friends with that girl. Mm -mm. And praise God, you know, here we are. Here we are. Our roads have connected. They've crossed. And the reason I wanted to be friends with Reagan is because she's all about empowering other people. Not just women, just empowering people. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, after I listen to this podcast, y'all are going to want to go like, buy a yacht or start a ministry and like be somebody because Reagan will just speak life over you and she's amazing Mm -hmm. so the first time we had coffee it wasn't coffee it was chicken fingers and we just swapped stories and I realized oh my goodness we have such similar stories Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so we decided that we have kindred spirits yes Totes. and our hearts were just totally connected and yeah. so when I was thinking about starting this podcast I'm like Reagan has to definitely be on mm-hmm. there but I don't know what I want her to talk about because mm-hmm. she has so many um, things to say I'll mm-hmm. go into her office to like talk to her about something I'm doing for her like in the work world and then she'll or distract up, me oh I distract <laughs> her every, distract. every day for 20 minutes a day at it's least it's such a good distraction though it's she needs like it she's glued she's glued to her computer screen so I go many in there, details it's a dance break and that's it, it. is but I'll go in there to talk to her about something and then she'll just drop all this wisdom. And I walk away and I'm like, gosh, I wish I was like recording that or taking notes. And so perfect opportunity. I'm actually legitimately going to record your wisdom and put it out for the world. But I, uh, I, I kept thinking, what is Reagan going to talk about? What is she going to bring? And I landed on her talking about and just walking us through the father wound. Mm-hmm. And the father wound in, in this regards is what we're talking about. It's it's growing up with either without a dad, with a dad that hurt you, uh, kind of just revisiting old wounds from a dad. Mm-hmm. How do you navigate life having a father wound, period? Mm. And so I was like, you know what? Reagan Frizzell is the most amazing person ever. She's probably going to be on this podcast multiple times. It, she might become a co-host. Honestly, <laughs> she's that I'm in. great. Going um, all the way up. But today I just wanted to kind of just walk through that with you. So mm-hmm. if we could start by just giving us a brief mm-hmm. kind of understanding of you and your dad, y'all's relationship. Mm. So um, my mom was married nine times, so my dad was number two. So I never grew up with him. I spent summer, like a couple of weeks out of the summer with him uh, in elementary school and middle school. We kind of lost touch. He was a car salesman and an addict. So... Uh, he was pretty consumed with himself all the time. He didn't walk me down the aisle. He wasn't at my graduation in high school. Um, once I got married, once I found hope, once I found Jesus, um, I went on just a, a total journey of restoration. And just, yeah, I was going to take Jesus at his word. If he was going to be everything, he was going to be everything. He was never going to leave me nor forsake me. Okay, well, that's great because so many people had, <laughs> yeah, right, up to yeah. that point. And I just got my head down, went to Bible school, met Aaron uh, at Bible school, and then we got married, started in student ministry, and up to this point, still having no father in my life whatsoever. Yeah. Um, we got, I got a call from my brother when we were in Lawton, Oklahoma, mm. and we were serving in student ministry there, and he said, hey, I found dad. He's doing a paper route in Fort Worth, North Fort Worth, and he's in a house, um, but he's kind of hit rock bottom. He's... Uh, it's it's pretty much a crack house. It's being watched. He doesn't have a car anymore, and he doesn't have any money, and he doesn't have any food, and he doesn't really think he has any electricity at that house. And he said, this might be a moment for us to, you know, connect with him. And so I did. I, I drove down there 
from Lawton to Fort Worth, and my brother's like, park a few houses back because this house yeah. is watched. Yeah. And I'll bring Dad to us. He brought him to us, and we took him to Mexican food. And, and over a plate of enchiladas, I was able to just share hope with him. Uh, he, he sat at the table thinking I needed something from him. He struggled with a lot of guilt, shame, and condemnation, which mm-hmm. which if you've ever been around an addict or if you have a parent that's an addict, um, that's just a cyclical thing for them. They just yeah. constantly feel like it's just so me-centric, you know, and I was I just told him, I just leaned across the table and said, you know, I'm not, you don't owe me anything, and I, I love you, and I just want to offer hope. So he, he accepted Jesus, and over the, the course of the next three days, we helped him get into a program called Teen Challenge. Yeah. And um, and it was it was rocky. It was hard. He was committed to it. Those programs are uh, great rehab rehab programs for teenagers, but also for they have an adult program for men and women. And they had a bed for him in Midland, Texas, and we put him on a bus and and sent him out there. And he said, "You know what? I'll do this." And I said, "You'll have to do it for you. You don't owe me anything. You don't owe me, you know my brother anything. You just have to do it for you." And yes. so he stayed in the program for two years. Wow. And um, after two years, you can graduate from that program. Yeah. And I and my brother and I went and I spoke at his graduation. And I think this is where um, we're talking about the father wound, where God really began to heal a lot. Because I think up to that point, I re- you know, out of sight, out of mind, right? You don't right. have to deal with right. what you don't see. Right. And since he was in my life and I knew where he was and what he was doing, it was like I almost had to deal with some stuff that I was like, oh, man, this would have been so much easier to Mm -hmm. leave him where he was and just move on. Right. You know, and that's kind of my M.O. when things are painful. I'll just move on. Yeah. So um, when I spoke, when I was preparing to share, like family members get to share, you know, something about their person in that program and usually they've probably been a part of their life but it was so hard because I was like what am I going to share about this guy who has not showed up in any moments that matter mm-hmm. that count but yet I'm showing up for him it's like this yeah. moment matters for him and I really was like I was struggling with that and I really had to do some soul work and I remember just focusing on um, they put him in like a chair up on the stage and he had his Bible, and he was fed, and he had a glow about him. I have a picture of that whole that yeah. whole day, and um, but I knew something about um, I, there was twenty women in that program, and they were sitting in like the back right hand side uh, of the of the huge like little auditorium that we were in because there was a lot of people graduating the program and I remember I was like you know I think this is maybe less about him and more about those girls and I said to them I was like pointed out that way I was just like if there's anything I can tell you is to forgive like forgive those who have hurt you Mm -hmm. because forgiveness releases so much yeah and not just for not just for the person who's hurt you, but for you. Yeah. And and you know probably a huge majority of those women were in that program, maybe because they never had a father, or they never had a mother or anybody that really cared. So um, that was one layer of I think healing that I that I held on to that I thought okay if I'm going to get through most of my father wounds it's probably going to be less about me and more about others. Yeah. How am I going to help others? You know. Yeah. So. So, so take us, um, take us kind of back a little bit 
And um, let's talk about maybe how uh, not having a dad affected you um, before Jesus. And then we can like touch a little mm-hmm. bit on after Jesus. Um, but if you could just go over a little bit of like, yeah. what were moments that you remember mm-hmm. the hurt of, of not mm-hmm. having a dad. Not having a dad. It's funny because third grade, I'll never forget, my teacher, Mrs. Nunn, she would come into class and before class would start, I would have to give her a hug. And then I, I felt like I needed to give her a kiss on the cheek too. She was so nice. She would bend down and she would give me a hug and she would give me a kiss. And I think it was probably because of a lack of any love in my life. I look back at that third grade teacher and I'm like, she's so awesome. It's like so Matilda. Yeah. Oh, really? I haven't seen that. You haven't seen Matilda? I don't oh, my gosh. Matilda and Miss Honey. Okay, we're watching it together tonight. Okay. All right, I'm okay. going over. Fine. Okay. Go ahead. Keep going. Um, but I think, I, think I, I grew up just so needy for love and validation and notice me and care for me. And I think it was due because I just did not have a father who was ever around. Nobody to say, hey, you know, don't wear that or do wear that or you're great or you're awesome or I don't know, give you a spanking. I don't know. Just (laughs) didn't didn't care. No structure, no discipline, no teaching. Yeah. so I think at a young age that before Jesus, that's that's the child I was. It was yeah. it was yeah, it was very needy yeah. for love. And yeah. I and Regan, I can relate to that and I think so many people listening to this can mm-hmm. relate to the father wound growing up without a dad, growing up without that affirmation that mm-hmm. I'm proud of you, that mm-hmm. I love you from a male figure can yeah. really, really affect yeah. so much of who we are. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people listening will be able to relate to that and feel that. Yeah. And um, even if maybe they had a dad in their life, but he was absent mm-hmm. um, emotionally yeah. or physically or whatever that looks like, um, can relate to what you're mm-hmm. talking about. And that that need for love and just that neediness. Mm-hmm. You grow up and you're just like, I just want somebody to look at me, to, to come down to my level, to kneel down mm-hmm. and look at me and just say, you are loved, yeah. you're a daughter, you're chosen, I like see all those you. things. Yes. And that's just what you needed <laughs> yeah. when you were younger. That's, yeah. what, that's what I needed when I was younger. So oh. I totally relate to, relate to that. And I feel like yeah. a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. So walk us through, maybe just walk us through coming to know Jesus, um, mm-hmm. coming to know God, the mm-hmm. Father. Mm-hmm. So what, what yeah. did that mean to you? What did that mean for your life? Yeah. Oh, I remember when I was first introduced, when I walked into our, the church that we went to was like, I, I say was a church that not, I don't think anybody would know about because <laughs> I think, I think my mom was like the, the center of all sinners. <laughs> so the church that she needed to go to was a church that was very outreach, that got very broken people and very hurting people. It was like a warehouse church and there was the lost of the lost there. Um, and the message was so redemptive. It, because he knew his audience. He yeah. knew all of us needed basics. Yeah. I mean, the Jesus 101, and he painted such a great picture of hope for me. And I leaned into that, and I filled up journals after journals after journals. I had like this tiny little TV. I don't even think they make the size of these TVs, like a five-by-five five in my room. Yeah. They're small. It was set on the floor, and I would put my blanket over my head, and I would literally watch TV in. Because oh I didn't know. I mean, growing up without even a Bible, yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's just like a Christian television. Let's watch every episode. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I, at that point, like they didn't have like a student ministry or, yeah. you know, anything like that. So any resource I got, I just dove headfirst into like, who is Jesus? I'll never forget. 
um, God came near by Max Lucado. Like if you've read any of Max Lucado's books, he paints such a great picture of who yeah. Jesus is. Like yeah. incredible. And I read that book that book from front front to back, and it changed my life. And I just I kept seeking. I kept chasing after it. Even when my mom and nobody else went to church, I went to church by myself. I went Wednesday night, Monday night, Tuesday. Night. Anytime the doors were open, I was there. Yeah. And I just. Um, what God has taught me, he said to show himself to me through the years in so many ways because I felt uh, that deprivation of love not growing up. I think it, it just never leaves you. Right. I totally agree. It never yeah. leaves you. Totally it's agree. such a weird thing and you want it to, mm-hmm. but I have to always go back to that source. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's, oh, maybe I need counseling or, oh, maybe I need, you know, this book. It's like, no, I have to go back to the word. And God showed me in like Isaiah, Isaiah 43, three, it just, it's, it's a a small scripture at the very top of, you know, anything in Isaiah is like a book long, right? It's like all of these long messages, but it says, um, I have chosen you and you are mine. Yeah. I've called you by name. You are mine. That's what it is. I've called you by name. And so um, I would put my name at the very front of that. Reagan, I have called you by name. Aww. You are mine. I love that. And so, you know, any kind of scripture that was just, I, can I just put my name in this? Can I just, um, can I learn more and more about him? I was all up, I was all up on it. <laughs> I was ready. And so um, that's amazing. And I think that, all of us um, listening and me included can relate to just feeling like, okay, maybe I need to go to counseling or read a book mm-hmm. or, but really the source, the, the source, source is God and his word mm-hmm. and knowing that his word never returns void. Yeah. It's never wrong. Um, one of the, one of the words that stuck with me throughout the years is learning the word has said mm-hmm. and what it means is it's a love without exit. And this word is used to, to how God loves Hesed. us. It's has said, H-E-S-E-D, has said. It's a mm. love with no exit. And learning that that's the way mm. that God loved me. And that's even so when a dad good. didn't, God yeah. the Father yeah. of all things, of all creation, yeah. loved me. There was no exit. There was no way out. Yeah. It's just a he love wasn't without exit. He's not going yeah. anywhere. He was here before we were here. Exactly. So it was like, no. Yeah, and learning that and then clinging to Mm. that. So in moments where, so, you know, you said your your dad Mm -hmm. didn't walk you down the aisle. Mm -hmm. I'm looking towards marriage and I'm like, gosh, that's going to, like, who's going to walk? What, mm-hmm. you know, that's so painful. That's so yeah. painful. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and not having the father daughter dance and uh-huh. things it's like so that. Different. It's yeah. painful mm-hmm. to think about for me. And, yeah. and I, and I consider myself, I'm like, I'm healed from this. I'm okay. I'm, I'm restored. Mm-hmm. God's restored my life. But those moments, those are yeah. huge moments in your they life. Are. They're, they're just monumental. You always look dad, back. Yeah. You mm-hmm. always just be like, my, my dad wasn't there. So, yeah. So talk to us a little bit and we're, we're wrapping up here. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a few more minutes. But what would you encourage mm-hmm. the, the, the girls, the young women, the women your age, the women my age, the people listening, maybe the, the girl who is trying to figure out what it looks like to um, look to God the Father. Maybe that's something scary for her. Mm-hmm. What are some words of encouragement? Maybe just three things, two to three mm-hmm. things that you would encourage somebody with a father wound, someone who doesn't have a dad, someone who has, who's wounded by their dad. And you already said forgive. Yeah. And that's a huge one. So we're taking mm-hmm. that for sure. But what else would you encourage them with? Um, I lost a baby uh, 
like in 2009 in between two of my kids and the pastor. It was such a dark, dark season for me because I was really, really sick in, in the middle of it. And, um, and he came to me, took, a, took Aaron and I out to lunch, and he said, um, I feel like you need to release the hurt of this. And I want to share something with you that has been monumental in my life. And he shared the law of the release with me. What you don't release, you retain. What you retain, you resemble. And what you resemble, you reproduce. That's the law so of the release. Yeah. And so I knew that in my life that I wanted to reproduce health. I wanted to retain love. And I wanted my children to never feel those aches and pains and the wounds that I felt growing up. So a release of people is a little bit different than forgiveness. Right. Agree. And so I had to release like the picture of what, you know, having a great father looks like or um, or just what my expectation would have been or could have been or whatever. I had to release all of that so that I didn't hold on to anger and reproduce anger or bitterness or in because I remember now looking back over my wedding and over some of the, the the dark things that I've gone through every time it's difficult I release mm. I release yeah. you know I release her yeah. I release anger I release pain and it's helped me because I'm like I want to reproduce health yeah and so I would say learn the art of the release and you can only do that is when you just continue to go to God and just say every moment because it like wounds come up, triggers come up, you know, things spur things on. Right. So it may not even be indirect, like that person is actually talking to you, like that father, like, you know, hurt you or whatever. He's not even in your life, but yet, man, there's still repercussions. Like, I release that to you, God, right now. I release that hurt, that anger. And I would just specifically go back over it. And then I would just start focusing on the future. Yeah. The future, the future is so bright. Yeah. You know, those people who have hurt us, who didn't, who get curious, like maybe, okay, maybe my dad just, he didn't have it. So the yeah. expectation is you can't give away what you don't have. Mm. So he didn't have it to give. So I don't hold him accountable anymore. I release that. I release it. Yeah. I release it. I release it. And I just, instead of forgive, I'm like forgiveness. Okay. Forgiving what? Well, it's in the thing. It's like, I release it. I release that person yeah. of an expectation or a responsibility to heal me. <laughs> Nobody can do that. Right. Like, oh my gosh, like if you lost your arm, I would be really super sad. Okay. <laughs> and you're probably gonna you're probably gonna be able to go to the doctor and get a fake arm, Lacey. But at the end of the day, like things that are emotional and we can't see, God has to do it. Yeah. There's not a doctor, right? right? I mean, we just literally have to release. So that's what I would say to anybody who's holding on to anything right now or hurting, like go a step further and really release, live the law of the release. That's awesome. Well, Regan, thank you so much. I am so encouraged by you. And by the way, that I'm you encouraged by you. Stop. <laughs> we always have this fight. Dynamic. <laughs> like, you're the best. Dynamic, passionate, um, inspiring, fun. <laughs> Lacey. Oh my gosh. Um, but I really am so encouraged by you, inspired by you. And um, yeah, I've asked Regan, I'm like, Regan, can you just please talk to me every day of my life? Just give me all the wisdom you have. And I ask her all the time. I'm like, I just want you to just teach me everything. She's like, she really is 
and I mean like on the mic off the mic she's the same person and she wants to just empower people to be the best version of themselves to, to move to the center of God's mm-hmm. will like she's just pushing people in there she's like you better you go, better go get, I'm pushing you better them down, down there <laughs> and she's like you better get, I'm a trample over you I'm, I'm gonna, gonna drag you to the center I'm of God's will headlock because that's where you're that's gonna it. live and it's yeah. aggression but it's great it's, it's perfect gr- and we always say, just, I just want to punch the air, you know. Just punch the air with excitement. Yeah, with just excitement. And so she's amazing that way. And I'm so glad that she, um, I'm just so glad that she decided to come and just share uh, about that because this is a vulnerable thing it to talk is. about. Yeah, it's hard. Well, thank yeah. you, Reagan. Oh, thank You're you amazing. so much. All right, You're we'll amazing. see you guys next Love time. this podcast. <laughs> Thanks for Hopefully tuning in. Rosa's will <laughs> sponsor me. Sponsored. Rosa's sponsored by Pin Burritos. Okay. okay so we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Bye.